to Because Mom Said So. No. I'm so excited that my friends are here with me. Hey, guys. Hi. Hello. What's new? I've been getting pimples on my nose. Uh, on your nose? Like right here Around. and here. But little ones that I, in the morning I just go, pop. I was not <laughs> expecting that. Yeah, what, 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 what a thing to talk about. What is new? Well, I have pimples on my nose and I pop too. them every morning. Well, okay. because I'm looking at my the camera like as I'm looking and I'm like, oh, that nose of mine. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I was not expecting that. Well, good morning yes. to you and your pimply nose. Yes. <laughs> good morning. Good morning. I don't see them. I have my contacts in and I don't see them. <gasps> oh, my God. How's your contacts coming? Great. Now I can't live without them. Cannot. Oh, that's good. It's a pain in the ass. Sometimes I go to bed. We watch TV at night, and then I wash my face and go to bed, and I lay in bed. I'm like, oh, my God, I forgot to take my contacts off. (laughs) So I'm still not used to, you know, the routine of it. Make sure you use the right eye drops because, you know, for years I've been putting regular eye drops in my eyes when they get dry, like when you're on an airplane, and I did not know I was making them drier because you have to use contact drops. Yeah. As you know, you people who wear glasses and contacts, there are probably maybe 50 to 75 different types of eye drops. So some of it is trial and error, but I did- Blink works for me. I really like them. Oh, you like blink? Yeah. I think what I found I liked best, and I agree, Melissa, some of them dry your eyes out. I'm like, wait, I just put my drops in. Why are my eyes dry? I like Refresh. Oh. And it's called Refresh, either for contacts or Refresh with contacts. Oh. But you're right. You need to get the, the right one for, for your eyes. Anyway, never saw your pimples, and I'm my you. contacts, so <laughs> you're good. Yay, you're good. I love that. Me and Holly are like, we're not looking. We don't want to see them first thing in the morning, Melissa. (laughs) I'm not doing any investigating, but I do not see them. You look just fine to me. So thank you. Thank you for disclosing that. That's very nice. You feel so comfortable to share that with your friends. Over 50, you could still get pimples. Oh, Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. Well, I think when you're over 50, like not only your metabolism changes, but your hormones. So I think you do get acne or new things happening to your skin because your skin is changing so Mm -hmm. I'm always interested in when I wake up in the morning like what's the new thing going to be today I'm just happy to be waking up in the morning that is the celebration by itself me too you know what I find hardest you know getting older and changing not the aches and pains as much my skin is so dry I moisturize it. I, I moisturize my everything. It's just my skin is so dry. And especially during oh. these winter months, it's literally flaky. Maddie got me this. You probably know how to pronounce it, Jill, because you know all the space stuff. It starts with the L. L-E-N. Oh, no, L-E-N-G. No, I was thinking of this, the lip thing. It's a sleep. Yeah, the lip thing. It's the same thing yeah, as those lip yeah, masks. The sleep mask. Yeah, L-A-N-E-I-G-E or something like that. Yes. yes. So they have a, a blue night mask they call it a night mask but it's you sleep in it yeah it's not an actual mask mask but it's like Mm. when you feel it it's like jelly kind of and i like lather it on i go like this at my neck because the girls say you have to go up yeah wait five minutes before you lay down my face has been so much better that's good to know i'm gonna write that down but it's not my face as much as my elbows my hands my knuckles my feet it's my body Mm -hmm. because it's not my 
face that's as oh. dry. I just can't keep the moisturizer on. Holly, I know you were always good about moisturizing. Yeah. I'm a believer in moisturizing. I moisturize, moisturize, moisturize. I'm a yeah. terrible moisturizer. I can't tell you the last time I put lotion on. I can't believe it. and And you look tan, Kel. So you, have you been out in the sun? Not really. Mm-mm. Oh, you look tan. No, I maybe go once a month. Usually yeah. I'll go to the pool, but other than that, no. But my skin is very dry. But you know what? It's like so humid here. Like if I yeah. put lotion on, I feel like slimy. Yeah. Because oh. it's like the moisture in the air just like makes it feel gross. Yeah. And also, I well, I mean, I can get unscented, but I don't like to use scent because then I don't either. mosquitoes and stuff come. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's the sliminess. Like I don't know why. I can't find one that doesn't make me, like with the humidity. like make I do understand slimy. that, the, the film of it. But I'm like one yeah. of these people, like when I see my kids out, I'm like, oh, and I mean, they have ashy legs or elbows or like, uh. oh, it drives me crazy. It's like nails on a chalkboard. I'm like, can, can I put some lotion on that? <laughs> Do you mind? That's like, can we moisturize? I'm like, please stop. I'm, I'm always asking about moisturizing, whether it's your hair or their skin. I'm like, don't walk around. I don't want people to think that I raised you like that. <laughs> How about doing a scrub? Um, I'm sure you can go somewhere and get a body scrub, but I have a body scrub and I'll take a picture of it that I use in the shower. I get it from Target and the girls use it too. It's like you scrub your legs with it. I like Kiehl's. K-I-E-H-L-S. I I like them too. I think theirs is the best. I use their scrub. I use their body. Oh, that's Oprah's favorite things. That's one of the things my favorite. Wait, where do you get Kiehl's? Beside my bed. Where do you get it? Nordstrom's. That's where I got this was Nordstrom's. Nordstrom, Alta. But this is very heavy. Like it works really good, but like I said about the sliminess, this is probably one of the worst ones as far as that because it's so heavy. It's like a body butter. That's what it is. Whipped body butter. Yeah. Fabulous. It is fabulous. Don't talk negatively about that. I love that. No, I love that too. Holly, I think you're the one that told me to buy it actually. Yeah. I think you are. I think I told the kids about it. I'm like, this is great. Until one day, I think one of them had it on and it probably got on the floor of the dance studio. Oh, yeah, like an angel. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's so funny. Well, you know, sometimes when I take my leggings off, because I wear leggings a lot because I hike, you can tell when your legs are really dry from your leggings when you take them off. Yeah. Yeah, it's like exfoliating in your tights. Yeah. Oh, (laughs) that's disgusting. It really is. It's so true. It's really true. You deserve a fresh start in all parts of your life, even at work. Take your team to the next level with a hiring partner that makes it simple to find candidates with the right skills. That's Indeed. If you're hiring, you need Indeed because Indeed is the hiring partner where you can attract, interview, and hire all in one place. Indeed is the only job site where you're guaranteed to find quality applications that meet your must-have requirements or else you don't pay. And instead of spending hours on multiple job sites hoping to find candidates with the right skills, you need one powerful hiring partner that can help you do it all. Indeed partners with you on every step of the hiring process. Find great talent through time-saving tools like Indeed Instant Match, assessments, and virtual interviews. It's amazing, Holly, what they can do nowadays. It really is. And with Indeed, they have this instant match. So as soon as you sponsor a post, 
You get a short list of quality candidates with resumes on Indeed that match your job description, and you can invite them to apply right away. Yeah. Plus, you only pay for the quality applications that meet your must-have requirements. So as an employer, you get to figure out what are the things, what are the qualities, what are the qualifications, requirements that I must have in my candidates? And then it matches the qualified candidates and sends you their resumes. And that's amazing. When you sponsor a post on Indeed, you're four times more likely to get a hire, according to Indeed data, which is worldwide. The right candidate is doing everything they can to find you. And if you use Indeed, you can be sure you're doing everything you can do to find them too. Indeed is the number one source of hires in the U.S., according to Talent Nest. So they have a great reputation. So join more than 3 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. Start hiring right now with a $75 sponsored job credit. To upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash mom. Offer is valid through April 30th. Go to Indeed.com slash mom to claim your $75 credit before April 30th. Indeed.com slash mom. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Well, so today, ladies... You know, when we take our polls sometimes on Instagram and Twitter and we ask people, you know, what do you want to know? What would you like us to talk about? And a lot of people want to know behind the scenes. They're always asking, was this real? Was that real? How did you manage for Dance Moms behind the scenes of when we were recording and filming Dance Moms? So I thought if it's okay with you guys today, we would talk about our experiences of things that happened behind the scenes that the fans and the people, the viewers mm-hmm. don't know about. Not going to lie, but I have PTSD just thinking about it. Me too. I, I, I Listen, we all went through that whole series of events, unfortunate <laughs> events together. And, you know, it wasn't all bad. I know that you guys feel the same way I do. Some things give us PTSD where we think, oh my God, I can't believe that happened. And the world was watching, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like me at the, me at the garbage dump. <laughs> yeah. That will never, never get old. You know, what's so funny. I think because of, and I don't know if this to be a fact or anything, but because of COVID or the pandemic, people spent more time at home. And so Dance Moms has had a resurgence on like TikTok and social media yes, and um, the, our sounds and the situations where people have watched it, people are really interested in it all over again. And it's funny when I hear a sound being used, especially on TikTok, I'll, I'll use that as an example. It brings back a flood of memories because people are reacting to the sound. And sometimes I don't even think they know the context in which like what happened is because we yeah. hear the sound by itself. It's pretty crazy and outrageous just the yeah. sound by itself. Yeah. And I love sometimes seeing how creative people can be with the sounds. But at the same time, they don't realize how much we were talking about PTSD. There are certain <laughs> triggers of those yeah. sounds because they bring back yeah. memories of what happened yeah. to produce the sound. Yeah. 
Um, <laughs> and, like, yeah, you guys are laughing about it, but I was in the bathroom crying. Crying. <laughs> Literally turning your microphone <laughs> off, hiding. Yeah, I don't crying. know. I was always on camera crying. I'm like, but that's a funny TikTok, but. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was tortured to get that. Glad Which... you're enjoying it. <laughs> so I think it's funny. I went to dinner with Jimmy and Michael, and I said to Jimmy, I said, you know, I hated you when I first met you. And then you just kind of grow to love him because he really did love the girls. And, you know, well, that's I, I do think he did love the girls because he had a little girl, but it was his job. I'm convinced. And here, let me go back a second. Like we were grown women, mature for the most part dealing with this and, and it was that's right. it was hard just think how our kids had to manage like it was hard yeah. for us to manage uh -huh. as an, a grown-up and I think of some of the things those producers did and said including Jimmy even though I like Jimmy uh -huh. they wanted ratings right yeah. they wanted yeah. ratings at all costs and they know a lot of the things that they did and said some of the things they used to want my kids to say like they would like yep. On, in the interviews and my kids would be like I am not saying that about my friends and I'm like they would come out of the interview and I would be like I can't believe they asked you to say that and I'm I was so thankful that my kids were raised good enough to know that you shouldn't talk about your friend or whatever yeah well the first season they wanted Maddie to say all the stuff about how good she was and then Kenzie they all those little quotes that she said were cute but they made her say them, but then they wanted her to say these mean things and she came yeah. running out. I'll never forget. So I'm that's like, you're not, I'm yeah. like, you're not having her anymore without me. And they're like, well, that's not how yeah. it works. I'm like, she's a minor. So yeah, yeah she's yeah. not saying all now, this stuff. Now me, they made me say stuff and I, they would like force you to say stuff, but I, my kids, they were smart enough to not say anything. Yeah. Here's the, here's the kicker for me. I think it's, I didn't say anything that I didn't mean. Or I didn't think yeah. that, and that's how I operate. Like I have to stay true to myself. So because sometimes I, you know me, I talk forever in answering a question, yeah. and sometimes my answers would be very long. They're like, okay, Holly, can we like condense that to like <laughs> a sentence? <laughs> I was like, but I will have to say it my way. I'm not going to say it your way. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like that's that it has to be authentically me and what I would say. You're saying you don't say anything that you didn't think was true or anything, but there are things that we did say that we thought were true that were not. Like, for example, the thing with Melissa with the um, attorney. attorney, we were saying that thinking that that was true because that's what they told us, but it wasn't true. So like, that's the things I don't like, because there's a lot of things I said on there that I wouldn't normally say but that I didn't think were true, but they told me it was true and I believed it. And then afterwards, you find that out. And that's the only thing you can operate from. So as yeah. far as I know, like in my operating from the truth of what was happening at that time, I can only operate from what I know. That's it. I can't, I operate from any hypothetical. So if I get a letter from an attorney. Yeah, you think it's true. Exactly. Absolutely. Exactly. And so I'm going to act in, in kind. I'm not going to speculate, well, is it because I was going to go crazy? Like, is this true or not true? I think if I was on the show again, I would investigate things more before I said things. Like, I, w I wouldn't believe, yes. I wouldn't yes. believe what they said were true. But yes. sometimes it just got to the point that there was no time to like look into if something was true or false. Like you were on camera and it was like you had to And we to were hungry. Right then. <laughs> yeah. Right. Or like they wouldn't let us leave at night and it was 1030 at night and uh, you have to fight or you can't go home. Mm -hmm. And you see, when they would say things like that, I would hear, and this was another thing I wouldn't normally do, 
you have to talk about what's upsetting you. Like there are things I would never say out loud because I would just like go to sleep and let it go slide. And the next day I would just get up and move on to another thing. And I think they really pushed us to have those conversations out loud that we would normally never have, that you would just keep to yourself. And also things that you would normally not say in real life because normal functioning adults don't do that. But in order for the audience to follow along, you had to articulate what was upsetting or what was bothering you or what was going on. That's the behind the scenes stuff I think people don't quite understand. Like, no, we wouldn't normally say those things out loud. Exactly. But in order for the show to, to work, you have to, so the audience Yeah, understood. if we didn't say things, there wouldn't be, the show wouldn't have been popular. Exactly. Because you wouldn't have, You know, yeah. it would have been boring and nobody would have wanted to watch. So, I mean, there had to be some of that. But do you remember Chloe once snuck in and got the paper and it yeah. said everything that was going to happen that week? And we're like, yeah. they made, you yeah. know, five different things of what they wanted I, to happen. I would come in in the morning and they would be putting my mic on me and they would be like, oh, well, Melissa said this last night and Melissa did this behind your back and whatever. And I would be like, so then I it like started off my day. I was pissed off at Melissa and who even knows if Melissa did that stuff, but they told me yep. she did. Mm-hmm. So that was their goal of the day was to get me to fight with Melissa. And like an idiot, I did. We wanted to trust them. We didn't, it took yes, a while we should for not us. Have. That's right. It, <laughs> for me, and you guys did it a year before I did. It took a while to figure out they do not they have, don't have any, my back. Yeah. any of our best interest. Yeah. And they'd befriend you and tell you, oh, I got you. I would never let anything happen to you or mm-hmm. your kid or you were Kendall. And then boom. So they were sneaky. That's what yep. that's all about, Kel. Yeah. But it took a while to figure it out. That yeah. attorney letter was still makes me so mad. Like when people say, you're just one or a good friend. I'm like, you think I got a freaking attorney from these? <laughs> I think it's so funny. Yeah. yeah, there are things like, and this is how I'd always respond to people. And like, like that would be a great example is that they put us in situations to see how we would react. So yes, there are different things that they would think would, these are the stories that are going to be for the week. And sometimes the things, I think the things that they thought were really important to us, it would backfire because it wasn't, right. that wasn't the important story. This silly innocuous thing that you think is not a big issue is a huge issue. And we will argue about that because we really do care about how many sequins we have to put on that costume. It would be something like that. Yeah. And we yeah, yeah. about something really stupid. And they're like, but you don't want to fight about this? Like, no, we don't care about that. We care about us. I think they knew from each of us what our triggers were. Absolutely. And, and and they pushed on that. They knew what would trigger me off. They knew it would trigger you. They knew it would trigger Melissa. And Absolutely. that's what they went on every day. Absolutely. And they knew us as personalities and you had to figure it out. And I think for me, I was like, I didn't trust anyone really. <laughs> so true, me well, I can like, tell you yeah. one thing that I learned from the show. I, I don't trust anybody now. Mm-hmm. No, that's sad. Yeah. And that's, that I don't. is sad to think yep. about. If we knew then what we know now, things would yeah. be so different. It would be definitely different. Yeah. Ultimately, they knew how to get to every single one of us, and it was through our children. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know, well, I don't know how Abby's going to react if you don't this, and then, you know, Kendall's going to be in trouble. And, you know, all I ever wanted to do, and I'm sure you guys too, was to protect your child. What I remember is, like, you guys didn't have this problem because your kids were younger, but Brooke, like, she wanted to go to her school dances and stuff. Yeah. That's true. Sure. Like, and I would say to them, Brooke can't 
film Saturday at eight o'clock because she has her semi-formal or whatever. And they would be like, well, then you have to start a fight with Abby about something. So hmm. like that was when they said she was going to try out for cheerleading. Brooke never tried out for cheerleading. It had nothing to do with it. It was just our way of not being able to be there that weekend. We had to have a reason of why we weren't there, mm-hmm. you know, and then it caused I forgot about fight. that. I forgot yeah. about like, that cheerleading that thing. Even true. You know? That's so funny. I forgot about cheerleading. But that's why she wanted to go to a school dance and to yeah. do that. And and but people didn't know that. Now we know that, but you never yeah. we never had the chance to tell the public as they're watching. Remember when they wanted us to live tweet during the shows? And then we would tweet something out and lo and behold, I would get a phone call within yeah. seconds from Michael Hammond. You gotta yeah. take that down. You, I'm like, you can't I'm say like that. nope. You I'm like, nope. that. Yeah. Do you, and then finally, we all smartened up. We're like, forget it. We're not tweeting. If we can't tell our side of the story or what really happened without you guys producing it. But our, our contract said that they couldn't lie. And I didn't listen to them when they said we couldn't tweet because part of our contract said that and I used that. They would call. I'm like, sorry, but that's not the truth. So I'm putting yeah. the truth out there. I think that's yeah. when they started getting a little smarter too. They're like, these women are getting smarter. They're not just Pittsburgh moms that want to be on TV because that wasn't our intention. <laughs> that was never the intention. Well, with us, it was different because we were handed a contract. Like you saw the show for a whole season. you know. Which with I us, didn't though, but I knew, oh. it, I knew it was, I didn't watch the first season. I've never you seen You never it. watched the first season, I Jill? swear on Kendall's head, I never watched it. I knew all about it because you guys were in my community. Well, that is just crazy. I definitely want to sign up for a show I hadn't watched. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Uh, I I know. That's like sign me up for like I don't know. But don't forget, I didn't walking into. I didn't. I didn't sign up. They brought us on for a couple episodes. You know what I mean? We we weren't supposed to be. But I didn't sign a contract for the first two years. Really, I think the second year when we all got together. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. What were you thinking? I tried not to, but no, the, <laughs> the only thing from the first season that I saw was all over internet now, you know, where I see mm-hmm. old clips. I'm like, oh, I never knew that. I never saw that. I never saw that. Of when they just do the first season ones. No, I did not watch the show. Me neither. Holly, have you received your good job? Oh my goodness, Jill. I'm in love. Okay, so tell our listeners what Good Chop is. Oh my goodness. It's America's online butcher. That's the best way to describe it. It is unbelievable. Unbelievable. With Good Chop, you get a flexible monthly subscription plan for high quality American meat and seafood. For me, it's like going to the butcher store, but not leaving your home. So you know me, I love to do everything online and the meat, the seafood that you get. I was more than pleasantly surprised. I couldn't believe the quality, the amount. Now you can choose the medium or large plan and enjoy your favorite cuts of beef, chicken, pork, and seafood. Let me tell you, the pork chops. Oh my goodness. The steaks. <gasps> amazing. Yeah, it really, really was good quality meats, delivered, flash frozen for freshness, sealed with dry ice. 
inside the insulated box. It came packaged beautifully. You just put it right in your freezer and pull it out when you're ready to cook it for that day. It was almost like a meal plan in advance. Absolutely. And you could just plan your schedule and your recipes around that, your menus for the week around what meat you had. It was really good. And Good Shop offers convenient, contact-free delivery right to your doorstep. And you can order fully customizable boxes. You can choose right. beefs, chicken, seafood, pork products. You like the most. So whatever you like the most, you get to customize that plan according to your needs and your what your family likes as well. Yeah, there is something for everyone. I did have a ribeye. The steaks, we had tenderloin, the chicken. I mean, the quality was really, truly, I can't speak highly enough about Good Chop, for real. Beautiful. When I talk about how beautiful, it was just absolutely, like, you don't see cuts like that in the grocery store. You just don't. Unlike many other companies, Good Chop sources its meat and seafood exclusively from American farms and fisheries that set the bar high for animal welfare and sustainable practices. By choosing Good Shop, you support local family farms and independent ranchers right here in the U.S. Yep, no artificial ingredients, only the good stuff. Good Shop especially prides itself on sourcing beef that comes with no antibiotics or added hormones ever. And they have a 100% money back guarantee. I mean, they are that confident about their products that they offer a 100% money back guarantee. Go to goodshop.com slash mom100 and use code mom100 to get $100 off your first three boxes. Huge. That's huge. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's a great offer. So go to goodchop.com slash mom100 and use code mom100 to get $100 off of your first three boxes. Good Chop, America's online butcher. Oh my God, let's talk about food. We love talking about food. We're good at that. I think we talk about food in every single episode, so why not? It wouldn't be an episode if we talk about food. Oh, remember we used to have to sit on the floor and eat? Oh my God, yeah. that pissed me off so bad. Yeah. Now, I used to have a fit about that. We were like, Why that's what I'm all saying. the producers had tables and chairs. Yeah, the kids- we had to sit on the floor and eat our lunch. That was downgrading. Do you remember this? We, I think it might have been season two, because I think Jill was there. They made the cast... Eat last. And I'll never forget this. They put yep. the crew in front of us and the girls were so hungry. And they're like, no, cast, our crew has to eat first. And I said, bull crap. I said, girls, you go in front of the line. And that was the last time that our girl. And then we would be rushed to eat. And because we then we had to get ready to be on stage or whatever. Like, so shame on or whatever. Jeff yep. Collins. Sorry. But our kids should have eaten first. Of course they should have. They were the talent. They were physically performing. You know what I mean? They had to be on top of their game and be stretched yep. and limbered and ready to go. These guys standing behind a camera, they were good at what they did, but that was a different type of performance. They're like, we're union, we're union. I don't give a shit. Our and kids that's are kids. exactly why they had they had to follow their union rules. They that's had not how it is in the real world. Chairs, an hour to sit down. They got their food first. I remember going through the food line when we weren't first and there was nothing left. Yeah. Remember? The kids yep. are like, there's nothing to eat. I'm like, what are you talking about? They're like, it's uh-huh. all gone. <laughs> yeah, I do remember that. Yeah, yeah. people thought that the kids had this glamorous life. They gave them potato chips, yeah. fruit yep. snacks. I remember fruit I snacks. said, yep. no fruit snacks. Yep. I don't want any of that crap. And then they finally started getting us fruit. 
Uh, well, yeah. wait, I, I just had a memory. You guys are going to like flip when I remind you of this. We were in Pittsburgh and remember we begged for good snacks for the kids, protein snacks, healthy snacks. And then they brought Kathy's team in or another team in. And yep, we walked in it. the dressing room and there was all this fresh fruit and we were like, yay. And they're like, oh, no, no, no. That's for the other team. Remember yep. that? I that do. was for the select team. I do that remember that. For- I remember that very well. Oh yeah. my God. Did they know how to piss us off or what? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that, that kills was their me. goal. Oh, I hated that. The first season, I'll never forget this. Maddie was eight. She was learning a solo and it was, I kid you not, it was midnight. I'm telling you. Oh, sure. Because it was before child labor laws were in for. No, no. They just didn't. Follow. Oh, no, no, there wasn't child labor laws back then until Not K plus eight, but K plus eight brought those in second season because she was from Pennsylvania. I know this because I looked into it because my daughter was falling asleep and I pulled her out and they were like, you can't do that. I'm like, it's midnight. She has to get up for school tomorrow. We're leaving. She was crying. And, you know, if you're a good mom and want to take your kid home because it's midnight and she has to get up for school, your kid knows I'm going to be tortured from Mm -hmm. the teacher because my mom is making me go home. You know, so they're torn. They're like, I want to go home. And my mom's sticking up for me to go home, but I'm going to be tortured tomorrow because I did. Mm -hmm. Like, that's what sucked. And what about Friday nights, ladies? Let's tell everybody what happened on Friday nights with us. Us making freaking costumes. Yeah. Up until wee hours of the morning. And then if we were traveling, we traveled on a bus. All day. Uh, we would be on a bus for like 12 hours, remember? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I remember the girls in the hallway of the hotels practicing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. At midnight, at way past hours, because we're like, shh, there's people in those rooms. You can't yep. bang the walls. Yeah. You can't, you know, be loud. That's what they had to do because they weren't given enough time to remember and to know their numbers. Yeah. I think our kids learned one, two, or three new dances every week for hundreds of episodes. Yep, and still try to do schoolwork and still ugh, just try to be normal children. I think the bus, though, had some a lot of fun times. The kids would, like, lay on the gross floor, but they would make tents and things like that. They yeah. were really cute memories. Sometimes I thought it was easier on the bus just because they could sit and relax where yeah. when you were on a plane, it was always hustle and bustle, you know, get on the plane, get off the plane, go through security, do this. It was a lot more downtime for them, which they never really got any downtime. So I did prefer the bus, if you can believe that. But I, I just thought it was better for I did the too because they could relax. I liked it better, too. Until we got lice. <laughs> oh, my God. Do you remember that? That was horrible. We had it for like six weeks, right? It just kept going through everybody. Remember we in, we went to that actual store several times the kids because we were doing it and it wasn't helping so they took us to an actual like beauty salon that specialized in lice the lice fairies yeah wait i'm yeah. the only mom that you know got why. it i think right yeah yeah, yeah i don't I think i got think it so. i didn't have it i didn't have it and yeah didn't have it but it was maddie had it the worst they used the same hairbrush the same comb they did their hair you know it was the communal aspect of the products that we were using and our production staff was using that's why we couldn't eradicate it we couldn't get rid of it because we didn't know where it was coming from like we got it off our head but then it would be in the brushes and we'd put it right back on remember on stage when we were at awards i mean because we still filmed (laughs) and our kids had lice and people were trying to hug them and we're like oh no don't uh, yeah 
have a nice day. <laughs> I remember just like how stressful that was because being a principal, we would always have lice, you know, breakouts <gasps> in, yes. in schools and things like that. And I remember it being so contagious and such an issue. And yeah, um, if you had it, you weren't allowed to go to school for like three days or something. Yeah, it's a, yeah, it was, and I was just frustrated that the, the way that it was being handled because I know there's yeah. a better way to handle that. And but I we think we had it for six down. weeks, Hall. We did because we did. Yeah, not. And we probably gave it to everybody else, and that was not our oh, no. our doing. That was the production. It was just a very frustrating way of, of handling the situation and very stressful. For me, it was stressful for Nia. My kids had it so bad, Polly. Maddie had like 300 bugs in her hair. Oh, my gosh. Mm-hmm. And I just remember the girls would be gone at the fairy place. The, yeah, the, the hair lady, fairies. With hair fairies, which I didn't realize existed. And so they would be gone either. for long periods of time, and Nia would be by herself because she didn't have it, but the girls would have the treatments. and But everyone had to go through at certain points to be seen and evaluated. Yeah. But they came to our hotel room, too. Yeah. It was three in the morning. Kenzie was sleeping while they were doing it. She was like this in a chair. Three in the morning. Because yeah, they had, it took hours to go through each of their heads. It's crazy that some of the stuff we went through. I, I, people just don't realize. There were parts that were glamorous, but mostly not glamorous. Yeah. Remember we couldn't find our kids the one time? And one of the moms from our dance studio said, your girls are like, they locked them basically in the bathroom. 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 Yeah. And they were like crying like little kitties, like in a circle, holding yeah. each other. Well, they would do that. I'm remembering this now. They did that because some people were on a rampage and the producers, remember, they prepared this big mm-hmm. scene that they thought by telling people things behind the scenes. I know that they had hidden the kids away because they were afraid for them to see what Abby was going to do to one of the moms. Is that how you guys saw that? I don't remember. Yeah. They were worried something was going to go down and they didn't want the kids involved because we were different when we were in front of our children or when the kids weren't there. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. You act differently. And I think that's why they they pulled them out a lot to get more out of us, more anger, more hideousness. (laughs) Yeah. Not a a lot of my best moments on there, for sure. Well, you're not alone, Kel. You're not alone. (laughs) And we all survived and the kids are good. Holly, have you ever had an acne breakout come at the worst possible time? Because I know that I have, even at my age. (laughs) You know what, Joe? They usually come at the worst possible time. It's never at a good time. (laughs) We've all had struggles with our skin, and that's why we are so excited to partner with Apostrophe. Apostrophe is a prescription skincare company that offers science-backed oral and topical medications that are clinically proven to help clear acne. And the beauty of this is it's online. You don't have to go to a dermatologist, which I'll be honest, I booked an appointment months ago Mm. before we started apostrophe and I still haven't even gone into my appointment. They're months out is my point. They're very busy and it's so hard to get an appointment. That's the thing. So with apostrophe, you can have a virtual consultation, you upload some photos. It's very easy and it's accessible. It's the, and that for me is the comfort of being able to do it on my own time in my own home. And I can get professional service. It's wonderful. I don't have to worry about parking. I don't have to worry about booking months in advance. With Apostrophe, they connect you with a board certified dermatologist who will create a personalized treatment plan that is 
perfectly tailored to your unique skin. I personally know that they specialize in acne. Yes, and they treat all types of acne, from hormonal acne to facial acne, and even chest knee, butt knee, back knee. Yep, and that's beautiful because Sometimes it's embarrassing for children and young teens to have acne, but you know what? Everybody gets it. There are stages in life where your face, you just get breakouts and sometimes it's not always on your face. That's exactly right. So now that we're going into the summertime and people are showing a little bit more skin because they're going to the beach or you want to wear your tank tops. Some people are a little embarrassed and don't want to put on those things. If they have, you know, chest knee or back knee, they want to have them covered up. And it's too hot to be covered up. Yeah. You can't do that. Yeah. You want you to be comfortable in your own skin. Right. So definitely apostrophe is a great resource for you for that reason alone. Simply fill out apostrophe's online quiz about your skin goals and medical history. Then snap a few selfies and your dermatologist will create your customized treatment plan. To get started, just go to apostrophe.com slash BMSS and click begin visit. Then use our code BMSS at sign up and you'll get your first visit for only $5. That's apostrophe, A-P-O-S-T-R-O-P-H-E dot com slash BMSS and use that code BMSS to get your dermatologist crafted treatment plan for $5. And we thank Apostrophe for sponsoring the podcast. So how about, wasn't it funny when they started bringing in other kids other dancers to compete against our kids like you know the select team and all of that and they'd give them like all the good costumes all the good choreography (laughs) extra training all the time to practice yeah like why are you sabotage that was like a hundred percent sabotage to our 10 year olds and the other moms would say why don't you appreciate everything i'm like oh okay i know Mm. but see people who watch the show don't know that that they really sabotaged us on purpose Mm -hmm. the kids were all amazing little dancers but when you give someone a heads up a leg up they're gonna perform better they're gonna feel better Uh, absolutely and that's what they did all the time all the the time select but people didn't see that's a real behind the scenes well that was like that when Paige would forget her dance Well, Melissa, remember you were working the front desk then and I came down, it was the night before the competition and Paige still had no music for her solo. So she never practiced her solo with music. And I went to the front desk, Melissa was like, oh, it'll be here tomorrow morning. She got like the music for her solo five minutes before she went on stage. She didn't even get to practice with the music. Why did she do it though? Why didn't like we all fight for that? Like thinking about that. Like we're such I did idiots fight for that. That was me. That's why I fought all the time. But that's why. But but they didn't show that. No, they didn't show that my kid had five minutes with her music. You know, they just show the page forgot her dance. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think when you do fight, because I think there are elements that we did fight for things that were important to us. The story that was always told or the narrative was, was that we weren't thankful or if you didn't like it, go someplace exactly. else. So mm-hmm. yes, we would always fight for things that we thought were injustice or things that were not fair. We saw it happen. The story was always told that we were just ungrateful and Mm -hmm. butting in 
and interfering yeah. with learning, you know, dances. So it wasn't really that we weren't fighting for things. It was also told in a way that we were just being difficult moms. I just don't know why we didn't like fight for Paige, like us as a group. That's just so ridiculous. Like it makes me so mad that like I know. thinking I, you know, people back put now. People things on TikTok, Holly, like you said, sometimes they put things up a page like crying. They'll be her down at the heart. on the dance room and she'll like look up and I know she's looking up at me like help. And I watch it. I'm like crying right now. I look at those and I'm like, oh my God, I did that to my kid. Like she was mm-hmm. down there helpless looking up at me to help her. And I couldn't. Like it's terrible. You know why? The more you did, the more we did as parents, as cast members. The more members, in trouble we got. The, the more mm-hmm. in trouble we got. So Melissa, yeah. when you say, why didn't we help? I think we mm-hmm. really did as best we could behind the scenes but when you cause a scene in front of the camera, that's what they want. And yeah. we tried hard not to always give them what they wanted when a kid mm-hmm. was involved. Do you know I, what I, I mean? I would agree with that. I think as moms, we did the best that we could and that you're you're doing so much. You're trying to balance so much at a time. And it takes its toll on you as a person where people, you can't fight all battles all of the time. That's the yeah. thing. Like we all, all of our kids were going through their own individual battles for their own issues and where we could support one another we did yeah but some of you had two kids so like you're doing yeah. double duty in some ways and then for me for Nia I also felt like I was carrying so much of the weight of not just Nia but other black parents and family members would look at us and I would see something like that's a huge weight on our shoulders as well I just felt like there were so many things but there's so much you could do and I also know for me I was told several times not to interfere with certain things like with certain fights because I would defuse situations and that you had they had to see how things played itself out so I was not allowed to really say but so much yeah. because I was more of a conflict resolution I wanted to resolve the conflict and I'm like you then they were like we have to tell a story and so I, I can't kind of mediate everything. And I know the moms used to get mad at me because they were like you don't play the game I'm like because that's not what I was signed up for we didn't sign up for a reality show they were saying we were, it's a docu-series, Just Dance. You know, that's what it was, girls, right? You know, Just Dance. And oh, they yeah. were just supposed to follow us. And, you know, it was supposed to be all natural. And I'm like, I'm not going to lie about when they would say, you need to lie about this or, you know, not lie. They would say, say this. I'm like, but that's not true. And I'm not going to talk about a kid, yeah. you know, and my kids used to beg me not to fight. And I would just bite my tongue and I'm like, girls, I have to stand I up. I have no problem speaking up. You know me. I have no problem speaking up and speaking my mind and arguing about an issue if I think it is right yeah. and it's just. Yeah. I have no problem doing that. I know. If you disrespect my kid, I will speak up. However, yes. I also am going to try to be savvy enough. I didn't want certain things to be taken out of context. And, and they do switched. that. And that was what I was yeah, most concerned with as well. And yeah. that did happen. All the and time. So you, you, it was just one of those things. It was a very nuanced balance. Like, what do you say? When do you say it? How do you say it? Because things could be taken out of context or it blows up and people think you're arguing about something like a bow and you're like, no, did you and, not and just not. Say, and exactly. it's not that. That's, that's, those yeah. are the things I think. That's what irritated me yeah. is they, they used to show me like a psychopath. It would be over like Paige didn't have, she didn't get the green costume. She got the green costume. She wanted the pink costume. They made me look like a psychopath. And that was so not what it was about. 
it was about something major and they made it me look like an idiot because I was flipping out about something so stupid. Yeah, they manipulated scenes and they manipulated situations. Do you remember Kira threw a water bottle at Jessica, the producer? The producer, yeah. And that made it, they made her look like she threw it at someone else, like one of at, us. Or, at Jess, Jess Siwa. Oh, which is really funny. And I'm like, she did yeah. not, she would never do that. I mean, yeah. I, I have, she you know. She still threw a water bottle. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm still like, you still threw a water bottle in a very heated exchange. So yeah. I don't go around throwing water bottles at DM Studios. I, yeah. I'm sorry. Well, no, so I don't know who you're throwing it at. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, you still threw a water bottle. Oh, well, but sure. But there, there were times that I said stuff, and like I would be talking to, say, Christy, and just saying something, and they would make it out like I was saying it to Kathy. I'm like, I never even had that conversation with Kathy. But those are the things that people didn't know. Yeah. People didn't see. And how many times have you, not recently, because I think now people have seen seen it and it's it's you know replaying all this stuff but when it was happening and people would tweet or you'd bump into people as we were recording actively why did you do that why would you say that I'm like oh you can't you have no idea yeah. what and people you're used to say to me if it was so bad why did you stay yeah it wasn't well, that because I had a contract <laughs> and they told me they were going to take like my life if I quit oh my god Jeff you know? Collins put me in his car no, he got in my car and he said, I'm going to take your house, your cars. I'm going to own you. That's what he said yeah. to me. Did you guys ever know that he did that to me? Oh, they did it to me all the time. I'm going to own your house. Are you got to be kidding me? Yeah, yeah, I don't think people understood like what the, the situation was for us. They just thought it was like, oh, it was very simple and very cut and dry. I'm like, no, it's way more complicated and nuanced. One of the things that used to bother me, sorry, that, that was just like a pet peeve of mine, really had nothing to do with necessarily with, with production per se. When people would come to the studio with their kids and they're like, we're coming here because to learn a dance is the best place in the world. I'm like, ah, you, you lie. <laughs> you lie like a rug. Because I'm you lie sure, like a rug. <laughs> you lie like a rug because I'm pretty sure in LA and New York, I don't know, I'm just figuring there would be better places that you could train. I'm New just York, saying, like sure. we, we always yeah. knew that we're a dance studio in Pittsburgh. Yeah. We call it like we see it. We never saw our kids with the best dancers in the world. They never we, trained. Yeah, we just thought they were they were yeah. a great they were fun. Well, they especially since, since when we were on the show, we never trained. Yeah, mm -hmm. they had great chemistry. They were wonderful to watch on stage. And there's sure. something about the way that they danced together that I will stand by was magical. Yes. And mm -hmm. beautiful. Right, because they brought in all those amazing, well trained, eight hours a day trained dancers. They weren't fun to watch like our kids. To put them up against our girls and our girls outshined them. They because were they performers. had the chemistry. Yeah. They had the chemistry and they were so, you know, we were talking about supporting one and they were so supportive uh -huh. on stage, on camera, behind the scenes. They never talked badly about any of their peers. I think that's why the show worked so well, because even the moms had chemistry. Like you, you watch some of these like um, housewives, housewives shows and stuff, <laughs> and and there are a bunch of women that just come together and they don't know each other. Like we all had a relationship first, and if we did not have a relationship first, we would not be friends right now, ladies, because there were horrible things said and horrible mm -mm. things done on that show. And if we mm -hmm. weren't true friends before this show started, we would not be sitting uh -huh. here right now together. I agree. And I love you guys so much. Like I would do anything for any of you. And I think that we all feel that way about each other and our girls. I have to say they are 
always there for each other. And I love Absolutely. it. I mean, and I love the relationship. Even though they don't talk all the time. Like, I mean, mm-hmm. yours are in LA, mine are in here or Texas or wherever. They still always know they could call. Like, mm-hmm. I know Brooke could call Maddie at any time or mm-hmm. Paige could call Nia and they'll be there for each other, whether they talk to each other in the past year or not. So Nia called you know? me the other day and I was an hour away because she got a flat tire. She goes, <laughs> she goes, Melissa, I got a flat tire. What do I do? And she goes, can you come get me? And I was like, I'm literally an hour away, honey. But I said, AAA. And then I said, I can call security because Jonathan would have went and helped her. And Maddie got a flat tire the day before. She goes, no way. I'm like, it's LA. Do you know how many flat tires we get here? I love Wait, that. Why? I love it. That's, that is, that? And you were there with Mia dance a week or two ago. So that was great. I mean, to me, it's like. That is funny. It is funny. And I think the girls have this inseparable relationship that is just so <sighs> special that no one will ever understand. Exactly. And I, I used to say that with Christy. Like, we can sit and tell people everything that happened behind the scenes of the show. Mm-hmm. But we are really the only people that understand it. I don't care if we come home every night and told our husbands we what lived happened. It. If you didn't live that, you just don't get it. Like, you don't understand what we went through. The last time when all the girls were together, Kendall wasn't in town, but it was all the other girls. Chloe, Paige, Brooke, Maddie, Kenzie, Nia. And they had so much fun. They played game night. They had a game night. Yeah, yeah that's great. They yeah. literally all had sweatpants on and they just ordered Postmates and they had so much fun and they tell each other secrets. Like Nia and Kenzie and Maddie have all these secrets. And I I walk in there and I'm like, and I hear, <laughs> I hear Nia, <laughs> Nia say, yeah, hi, Melissa. What, 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 yeah. thing does, what person doesn't belong? Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're like, what do you Melissa. want? Like, I'm like, <laughs> yeah. She's FaceTiming Nia because it's about a boy or something, you know? It's just so funny. (laughs) Thank you for joining us for another episode of Because Mom Said So. Make sure to listen and subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you find your podcasts. You can ask us questions or suggest topics by sending us an email at becausemomsaidso4 at gmail.com. And follow us on Because Mom Said So 4 on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Tune in next week because I'm a mom and because mom said so.